you want to sort out your education, you want to sort out your finances, you want to sort out your family, you want to keep your family face, you vote for the Blood of Jesus Party. You vote every single day for it. You yeah. get up in your quiet time. Hey. And oh. you, yeah. you apply uh. the blood of Jesus. Oh. Open up your Bibles because it's time for truth. It's time for truth. Listen carefully because these words are all for you. Open up your Bibles because it's time for truth. It's time for truth. Listen carefully because these words are all for you. It's not my show. But it's my show. It's not my show. It's not my show. But it's my show. It's not my show. But it's my show. It's not my show. But it's my show. It's not my show. Active FM, let's talk. Rwando here hosting the show. And my man Musa is missing in action, unfortunately. My man is not doing well. But soon he will be coming back with fire. I know that guy. <laughs> will be coming back with fire. So this is our show. Again, let's talk. We talk about things that matter. We talk about encouraging people. We are in different situations, different backgrounds, you know, different times, different economy, you know, in our world. But guess what happens? When we talk, we really strengthen people. We really motivate people and, and give direction in terms of their focus within their minds, uh, 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 in their emotions, in their hearts. So I believe that you're going to be blessed. And we're talking about something that's very, very controversial, lost land. We always talk about the word of God. That's what we do. We talk about Jesus. We talk about salvation. But now it's kind of like creepy because Rwanda, you this, you know, saint. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never called myself a saint before, but uh, I'm just, you know, person who always talks about the scripture, you know, motivating people, inspiring people. But now I sound so political because I'm talking about lost land. And I look at the stuff that's happening right now in our country, in different countries, and what used to happen even before in the past. Looking at, at what's happening right now at this moment, it, it gives me a different picture of how the future will be. Because when you look at what's happening right now, and though people right there in those, you know, platforms, uh, parliament, or on, or, or on media, may sound like they're really fighting for people, but when you're looking at their laws, when you're looking at their policies, you, you start to have a different picture. You start to have a different picture of how this country will become if these people, they become in control. And we have a problem. We have a problem. And something that has been very, very controversial in South Africa is the whole land thing. And somehow I find it simple. But, you know, sometimes it's easy to, to, to comment on someone's position, on someone's role when you're not there because I'm just sitting in the office and I'm working. You know, I'm just sitting here and I'm talking. I'm just sitting in my room and I'm studying. But it's different role when now you are a president and you have to make decisions. You know what I'm saying? But still, we're going to talk about it. We're not going to compromise. We're going to talk about it. And these are my views. And I believe the whole land thing can be sorted. I've been reading about the history of South Africa and the history of Africa itself. And looking at what's happening right now, I can tell you the most le the leading party in South Africa, which is ANC, that was established in 1912. At that time, they, have a different, they had a different goal. 
they had a different vision to really, really free people and get people to, to, to do what? To own land. One of the things I can tell you about, it's um, what we call the Native Land Act 1913. And that was a very, very, very brutal law that was put in place because it aimed at three things. I remember when I was reading the stories, uh, people being impacted, people, you know, taken out of their land and how they were enslaved, their families. And, and for me, that was actually the biggest thing. I love speaking about family. And that law, specific law, actually destroyed the whole family structure of South African natives. And so what happened is that they, that law actually aimed to take their land. So that was the first thing, their property, which was their land. And what they also did was to um, take away their uh, uh, livestock. And the third part was also to, to make them labor. So they enslaved them. Imagine, look at that. I take your land. And then when I take your land, I make you work for me in the land that you used to own. That's, that's what actually happened. So people, you hear that this guy used to own 200 cows. You know, they had how many plows, stuff like that. So now what you, one of the things that you look at, the mindset that was there, it was interesting. Because when you, 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 you break this thing into details, you start to, to, to learn how these people were living. And there's something that we can learn out of that because they had a big lands. They, they had big farms and they used to work as family. So it wouldn't be like a mother or a father and a son or few children. No, it was a, a, a family thing that was taking place. And that's how they were able to farm this, uh, 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 like a big space. They were, they, they were able to farm a big space. Why? Because they used to uh, live as family and do things as what as family. So they had a team going on so you can see that there was teamwork i was just thinking about them like wow these people somehow they were they were doing well at the same time i was amazed because i figured out that there was administration yes it may not be the way it is in our time but there was administration at that time because how do you know you have 200 cows without counting you know and how do you grow from 100 cows, livestock to 200 cows without counting. So you can actually see that there, there was what? There was administration. There were goals that were set in place. You know, there was work that was taking place. So I'm not saying South Africa, because I hear many people saying South Africa before um, this uh, colonization thing uh, came to place, they say South Africa was perfect. South Africa was not perfect. I can tell you one thing. Um, Ethiopia was the only country in Africa that was not colonized. And the reason why is because of their unity. They were so united, they had to go in war with the army from Italy. But they were not defeated. So they could not be colonized. Why? Because they were united. Now, I want to, I want to give you a picture. Something I was thinking about is that you had the British uh, army that was in battle with uh, the Zulu uh, soldiers. And that first war, the Zulu people actually won. This is interesting. Now imagine if all the Nguni 
or the Bantu people that were here in, in, in South Africa were united. If one tribe could actually defeat the, the British army, imagine now if all the tribes were united, what would have happened? There was no way that they were going to take over this land. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because that's exactly what happened in Ethiopia. They were not able to take over Ethiopia because of what? Because of unity. And we know uh, that's when now the, 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 the Bible comes in again. We know that Ethiopia at that time, they had the real picture of what Christianity is. And we know that they have been living under the influence of uh, King Solomon, which we find also in the Bible. But I'm not going to be talking about that. So my point is that the reason why South Africa was colonized is because there was no unity. And in fact, uh, 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 Pixel Gasseme, the founder of ANC, he is regarded as the founder of ANC, he actually condemns the racialism between the tribes because they have shed so much blood. So when we say South Africa was perfect, it was not because tribes, they were fighting among themselves. That's why they were defeated because they were not united. So it's a, it's a problem. So to say South Africa was a perfect place, it was not. You know, uh, we have one of, 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 of the tribes called uh, Kosa. And one, their king, which was called Chawe, actually defeated some of the uh, Koyan Sen that were living in, in places now, which are Eastern Cape and uh, some places of Cape Town. And that, that's the thing that we actually learn about, that these people, they were killing each other. And, uh, and there are also researches that show that some of these kings, they sold their own people as slaves to people, like, uh, to people from like Portugal, you know, uh, from Europe, people that were here for, for, uh, to take slaves and sell them to other nations. So, South Africa was not a perfect place, but when you start going to each and every tribe, there are just valuable things that you learn about how they were structured, their vision, the vision for each you know, family, because these people, they lived as families. These people, they lived, you know, uh, as clans. You know, they had clans, and clans actually formed your, your tribes. So, looking at what was happening and how they lived, these people, they owned the land. Either the, as clans or tribes, but these people, they own the land. And that's what you learn about this uh, Native Land Act, is that people own land. Families own land. And we, looking at that, I have a problem with what's happening right now. Because there's the whole thing that's... that's and I believe, I believe that people, they need to be given title deeds. So what a title deed is, it's actually a document that shows legal ownership of property. And I believe in that. I believe that people, they need to be given the land. Like it was before, when people from um, Europe came, you had people that, South African natives, that were owning land. And that's the thing, we, we, we need to be wise because the moment that the land is taken and it's given to the state, it's a problem. The land was never taken from the state. The land was taken from people and people, they need to be allowed to have title deeds. And the government, 
should not be able to intervene with those title deeds. So one of the things I was thinking about is the whole thing about the government intervention. Think about the benefits, but also think about the problems that it has caused. Always we had our own social system where there was no much unity. Yes, trading was taking place, but we never had the government to build infrastructure or stuff like that. But my problem is that now, when the government comes in, the whole democracy thing, the, the whole government thing, what now they want to do is to own everything. Is to own everything. And it's like now people for government instead of government for people. You know, people now they have to serve the government. You know, people now they have to give their land to the government. And the whole thing about, I'm, I'm going to be straight. Um, I was reading about this pan-African thing. And I believe that there were many good things because that's where your African people were during this apartheid time when, when Africa was colonized and some of these leaders that actually brought, uh, 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 um, I can say, freedom into our nations, that's where most of them uh, uh, had the platform and came with ideas and all that. But I found something that was... I was not interested in because one of the things they spoke about, they said, you know, there's something that we, we call Ubuntu. So it's the best way to explain, you know, our, our, our character as African people. It's, it's about sharing. So they, we call it humanness. So it's about uh, sharing. It's about respecting each other. It's about being kind to each other. So one of the things I remember our, uh, our, our Chief Justice, uh, so what he was speaking about was the fact that in long time, what would happen in the community, if you someone who just got to the community and you don't have your livestock, you don't have uh, a place, you know, to, to settle. So what the neighbors will do, they will give you either two, you know, goats or uh, uh, three sheep and they will provide you with, with the seed to plant, to farm. That's what we call Ubuntu, you know, being kind to each other person and, 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 and making sure that they also succeed in life. So he was speaking about that. But now, when I was, you know, looking at this uh, pan-African thing, they started saying it's the same thing as socialism. And I started thinking, but that's totally wrong. That's totally wrong because with this communism, with this uh, socialism thing, everything is made public. You know what I'm saying? But uh, let me give an example. So one of our politicians was speaking about the fact that, you know, white people actually put borders between our countries. But when you start learning about history, how, like, you have um, what we used to call Keme, which is uh, Egypt now, it, it became Egypt after the people from Macedonia actually invaded Egypt. But there was a kingdom already that was existing. That's the reason why they invaded uh, 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 Egypt at that time, is because it, wa it was a kingdom. These people were flourishing in terms of material, in terms of their economy, and there's the whole topic about them being the ones who, who actually uh, constructed the pyramid and all that. At the same time, you had Kush, which used to be called uh, Nubia, the Nubians, and they had one of their best capital city, which was also uh, Keme, or Kemet. And one, of, one of, of, the, of the kingdoms that you also learn about, it's Ethiopia. 
Ethiopia now, when you learn about Ethiopia, they used to be in wars, you know, in battlefields with people like with, with other countries from Asia. So these people, they, they were powerful. And that was even before most South African people knew about people from Europe. That was even before Europe people discovered Africa. But one of the things, so my point is, one of the things that you learn about is that Egypt had its own country and they had borders. It was not white people putting borders. I can tell you about what happened here at home when you had uh, Shaga Zulu as a king. They knew where their Zulu land started and where their Zulu land ended. You couldn't just come to the Zulu uh, to the king's you know kingdom and and just cross their border without an argument, without you informing them, and just live like that. It was not like that. So when we say now, no, it was just yes, they did put borders and all that, but that existed long time ago in Africa. So my point is with this whole you know a uh, 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 topic I, I was hearing about what they were speaking about in this uh, pan African. They spoke about, you know, we are not Africa or we are not African unless we Africa is one state. But there's a wrong agenda right there. There's a wrong agenda and I believe it has been destroying people. And I believe that people in our government, you know, uh, uh, sector, what's happening is that they still have those views. That's why they're not allowing people to have title deeds. You know what I'm saying? Because... They want to be, as, as a state, they want to own everything. And that's what communism da, does. And statistics, they actually say communism, and I believe it, it, it includes socialism, and that was a long time ago, has actually killed around 100,000, sorry, 100 million people. And I'm not saying I support capitalism and all that, but what was happening in Africa and I know there was this whole monarchy system where the chief, you know, will own, own the land and all that. But not, all, not in all places. Not in all places because our four grandfathers, they own land. You know what I'm saying? So, and I feel like what was happening at that time was much more closer to capitalism than it was to communism. Because as a person, and, and, and one of these guys, because now they're saying, you know, Africa, it's all about socialism, you know, our, our, our you know, kindness to each other, it's all about socialism. No, it, it was not like that. Yes, we were kind to people, but we shared from what we owned. You know, we didn't share everything that, you know, we owned and say, we're going to own the same thing. But we, gave, it, it, we would give you goats, we would give you sheep, you know what I'm saying? And you start doing your own thing, but you didn't... We, we are African. I don't know if you know what it means to be an African man. In my own house, I have authority, so you can't just come and do whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? But because I am kind, it's, it's part of our culture to help you succeed. But when you succeed, you know, you do your own thing. I help you to do your own thing. So most people speak about, you know, I'm materialistic. So this is one of the things that this guy uh, w was saying. But I'm thinking, you know, you need ideas. It's not just about, um, most people work with their hands, but they don't work with their minds. You know what I'm saying? And if we're not thinking, if we have no ideas, guess what will happen? We're not going to grow in terms of, 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 of uh, uh, 
material stuff. And if we're not sharing ideas, then somehow we're actually overcoming, we're actually destroying the whole thing about being African, Ubuntu. You know what I'm saying? So, and now I look at this whole thing about the state owning the land, because as much as the land was taken, we can go on and go on and go on. As much as the land was taken, our government in South Africa has still not restored land to people. And especially what happened in 1994, where they, they, they opened you know, opportunities for people to actually claim land, which was uh, restitution. But there, what the government will do will buy land and give the, the land to people. But because now they, were not, they didn't have enough money to buy the whole land. So what they did was actually to, to, to give people money you know, and say, this will count in terms of what this will come on behalf of the land. So you need to receive this money. But at the same time, the government uh, 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 never did what the government promised to do for South African people during the time of what of apartheid. So ANC never did what it's supposed to do. They promised until 2014, we will have, um, you know, 30% of the land distributed to people that has never been done. You know what I'm saying? And now what's happening is that people are speaking about uh, uh, the, the whole, you know, distribution of the land and all that. But I believe it's not going to be proper. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 the state wants to own the land. That, that's what I'm seeing. The state wants to own the land. And the moment the state wants to own the land, just know that the land is lost. That's, that's the main topic that we're talking about, the land being lost. The moment the state owns the land, the land is lost. In South Africa specific, the land was never taken from the state. The, South, the land was taken from people. And if now we have to do justice, the land needs to be given back to people. People, they need to flourish. Imagine saying you are for Africa, but you only flourishing the state, but you're not flourishing the people. People are dying of poverty and all that. And what I believe is that you got to give people the land and you got to help them to give them the skill. You got to help them to give the, them the equipment because you can say, but I'm wasting, you know, but that's the reason why you, you, you're in government in, in, the, in the first place. You're there to serve people. You're there to make sure that your people from your own country, they succeed. So these are the things uh, I believe that the government, you know, is supposed to be doing. And I believe in, in government intervention, but I don't believe now when the government becomes the center of everything. When the government now has to tell us how to actually raise our children, yes, I believe that it's wrong when you abuse children, you don't punish them the right way. But now when the government is going to take the whole responsibility that people have, you know, so that means then we are here for nothing. And looking at this land thing and looking at the Bible, it, it, it doesn't come close. And I believe that the Bible does justice because God made earth, God created the heavens and the earth, a specific earth, so that we live on earth. Look at the whole thing about the Tower of uh, Babel. What happened when people, they were united and they wanted to build this big tower? What was happening there? People were settling. There was so much land at that time, but now because people were settling, 
they were not able to reach out to the land that was all over. And what God now did was to actually confuse them so that they spread. They spread. And what do they do? They actually, you know, cover the land. They get to different lands. People wouldn't have got to America. You know, people wouldn't have got to South America or Australia. You know what I'm saying? And there was so much, you know, in these different lands. And God wanted people to, pro people to prosper. God wanted people to actually grow. You know what I'm saying? So now looking at that and looking at what most of these nations are doing, it's, it's not proper. It's not biblical. Because God created us to actually do garden. You know what I'm saying? God created us to actually do flourish. Uh, remember what God says, he said, the, the plants, you know, the roots that uh, uh, you find in the land, in the soil, are for you to feed you, to feed even your animals, stuff like that, you know. So, it's, it's a problem. It's a problem. And I believe we're not going to prosper as people, as long people, they don't have their own title deeds. And you can't call me someone who has, um, you know success in life if I don't have my own place. You know, as a person, it's who I am. I have ideas, I have dreams, and uh, I got to fulfill the dreams, and somehow I need also the land to fulfill the dreams. You know, and the government is supposed to be there because there are poor people out there that actually, you know, they need help. And there are young people that actually do what they need to fulfill their dreams, stuff like that. And remember, when now people succeed, again, who benefits the government? Because now more people are succeeding, more people are having, you know, crops, much less the government has to spend in terms of skilling people, much less now the government has to spend, you know, in terms of uh, uh, providing, I can say, equipment, because now people can afford for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Don't get us stuck in terms of social grants you know what i'm saying because we're stuck and we're not growing in terms of our minds dreaming and implementing stuff you know what i'm saying so even with this rtp it's 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 a trap in itself it's like there yes it sells people but to, to to a certain degree because now when you have this rtp house then what happens you know so these are the things that i look at and then i look at the bible and they don't come together. Look at the Israelites. When they were given the land, the land was divided to people. In fact, it was based on, uh, on how much they were in terms of the tribe. So if it was a big tribe, that tribe would get more land. You know, so there was fairness when it comes to it. And that's exactly what people need. People need to have land. You find it many times in the Bible when now their whole... Now, now look at this and... Somehow it's like even this monarchy thing really affects, affects this land thing, where kings, uh, uh, kingship, where kings now, will, they will just decide, if I want that land, I'll take it. And we see it in the Bible. One of the guys who had his land actually taken away from him because of uh, 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 Jezebel, his husband wanted, wanted land, but now he couldn't do, you know, just take someone's land illegal, and Jezebel was actually do what was wicked. So it's like, you know, I'm going to take this land. I'm going to do it for you. And they killed the man and they took the land. You know what I'm saying? But that was the reason why God himself was like, you know, he didn't want them to have a, a, a king. He wanted them to have him as their king. He wanted them to have him as their God. 
Because now there was not going to be a king that would just decide and intervene with your land, interfere with your land, and take your land whenever they want. You know what I'm saying? So I see it in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Again, it's a lost land. It's, it, it's a lost land. And I'll give you this. There will always be, you know, such things. There will always be problems that we will have on earth because we're living in a fallen world. We're living in a, in a world that, you know, is, it, it's led by greedy people. And we can point fingers as much as we want, but somehow if you look proper, accurate at, at yourself, you, also, you will just find that you're, you're really, really selfish as a person. And that's why we believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in Jesus Christ. We see it in our families, you know, how people, especially in our country, because of the whole inheritance thing, people will kill each other, you know. In families, these things, they take place. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because of the nature that we have now within ourselves. So, but it affects other people. It affects other people. That's why we believe in Jesus Christ, because with Jesus, I'm not saying you become perfect, but everything changes. Everything changes. Your perspective, your, your Ubuntu, your Ubuntu actually changes. You actually master what uh, Ubuntu kindness is. You know, humanity, you actually master that, being able to live with other people. So I hope you, you, you were blessed. I'm not saying everything I said was right, but I just see it in the Bible. It's in the Bible. And I believe if we can move in that way, much more, you know, a, 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 a way of living will be easy in our lives. So if you want to accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, because we're still given that opportunity and you're wondering, will things ever be perfect? You know, I want to tell you there's a place in heaven and definitely, definitely in heaven you will have your own title deed. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> in the next new earth that's coming, that God has promised the book of Genesis, you will have your own title. Does you won't worry about these things and not being self-justice, you know. Um, so I'm giving this opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior because this is not end of life. This is not the only life, you know, that you can live in. There is heaven, and heaven is everlasting, and heaven is proper, and, ev and heaven is just everything. You know, you won't be limited in terms of your ideas. You won't be in need. You know, we will be rulers. We will be govern, uh, governors. There will be cities. There will be many things that are taking place, but life will be perfect. You know, so if you want to accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, he died. Remember, he died to give you this life. He died to save you from hell. He died to save you from hell. So you can pray this prayer and say, Dear Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Please come live in me. I confess with my mouth that you are the Son of God. I believe with all my heart that you died and you were raised from death, taken to heaven, and right now you are seated at the right hand of the Father interceding for me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Enjoying the Active FM shows? Well, then catch us on Instagram at ActiveFM777. Don't hesitate. Find, follow, and enjoy us on all our different platforms. You don't want to miss out.